0: Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Thursday, July 15th. I hope you guys had a great celebration for Bastille Day. I'm sure you did, Mark, right? Uh, Ah, oui, absolument. Uh, If you've got a financial matter that is on your mind, if you've got a question about something going on in your life that is related to money, we'd love to hear from you. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. Our website is jillonmoney.com. And today we're going to be talking to a fella in Brooklyn who actually has a great problem. He's got a bunch of new money coming in the door because he paid off some debt. He wants to know what to do with that newfound money. We'll get to that in just a moment.
1: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
0: Okay, it's time to talk to Alan in Brooklyn, New York. So what's going on for you and what can we talk about today to help you out, get you on a different path?
2: Sure. So I have a couple of questions just about I'm trying to kind of get some some ducks in order. I recently paid off a lot of student debt um, and now I'm in a position to save more and I'm trying to figure out the best way to do that. So um, I have sort of an unusual situation. I'm 37. I'm married. My husband is 42. The weird thing is um, he is actually a full-time minister. He's a full, he's full-time clergy which is a quite specific situation has a lot of implications for how we live and Wait a second, you know, does it have enjoy. it does it
0: have the, does it have my favorite implication which is free housing?
2: It does. Almost yes. free. There's some taxes on it, but yes, it's basically oh, Yeah.
0: That's huge. I um I grew up with a friend of mine whose father is a rabbi and I knew that that was like the sweetest thing that you could get. Housing. So, first of all, how much student loan debt did you pay off?
2: So when I finished graduate school uh, in 2012, I had about $120,000 in debt from that. And then I also had about 30 from undergrad. And I just oh finished God. paying everything off like a year ago.
0: How did you do it? Do you make a ton of money?
2: I do it because I get to live in this house for free. So oh. I, I work in a nonprofit, which I was able to kind of have the type of career that I, I wanted to have even with all this debt because of that. So I'm super thankful for that.
0: Okay, that's great. So 150 grand gone. Hey, lesson to everyone, you can do it too. Just make sure that your spouse is a clergy person or you could live with your parents for a long time. I guess that would be free housing for many people. So what about now is going on for you guys? What's the kind of the the critical question that you're asking yourselves?
2: Sure. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, what we want to be kind of putting money towards if we want to have like a savings goal. So for example, we live in this house, so I'm not I'm not trying to buy a house, right? So I'm, and most of my peers are either doing that or saving for it. So I've been trying to, you know, think do I want to be putting money away towards buying a second house. My husband works on Sundays, obviously. So it's actually not very easy to have a weekend place. You don't really get to use it. You know, do I want to buy an investment property? I don't really know if I want to get into that world. So I've just been starting to put money into a brokerage account. I started maxing out my 401k and IRA and everything. I also actually, because of listening to your podcast, I talked to my employer about doing
0: a Roth 401k option and they're going to add it. Um, Come on, that's so. All you had to do was ask. Exactly. Oh my God. So, so, the, so just tell me about the the current four hundred one k. How much money do, is in there right now for you? So
2: there's about eighty
0: five in there right now. And now, are you putting away nineteen thousand five hundred or less than that? What's the what's your contribution to that? I'm putting out. I'm putting in the max. This year is my first total max year. So. Fantastic. Your husband, does he also have a retirement plan available through the church?
2: Yeah, there's a couple things. So he has a 403B that he started to put a little bit into. Um, mm-hmm. It's something like, I think there's about 35,000 in it right now. There's also a really awesome pension plan.
0: I love uh, this husband. He sounds so good looking with his free house and pension <laughs> plan. Tell me a little bit about the pension. He presumably has to have a certain number of years in to to capture it. Is that right?
2: Yeah, that's right. So um, there's actually a mandatory retirement age of 72, but he'll probably, you know, if he leaves before that, um, like if he retires at 65, let's say, Mm -hmm. um, even if he didn't really get a different, different role in the next couple of years and stayed where he was, we'd probably get about, I think, about 5K a month.
0: Whoa, how much do you guys each make?
2: So I earn about 125 plus usually a, a bonus at the end of the year, and he uh, is earning about 60, so we're just under 200k.
0: But you do have some tax liability in terms of the housing, is that right? Do they, in other words you get this house, are you taxed on the economic value of that? In other words, are you jumping up in terms of paying taxes because of sort of the fringe benefit that's extended to him?
2: Yeah, our taxes are a little, I'll say that the first year after we got married, I was a little surprised <laughs> <laughs> at, at how they were. But um, yeah, it's not too, it's not too onerous. The tax is actually on a, an assessed rental value of the property. Mm-hmm. And then incidentally, we got a great accountant who figured out, you know, how to make that work pretty well for us. So it's not too bad. It's just that it's not, you know, it's not scot-free. So,
0: so the the total taxable income is probably more like 220-ish before you start making your contributions into retirement accounts. Is that's, that right?
2: That's right. But our, you know, our AGI or something last year was like actually pretty modest. Because okay.
0: Yeah, because stuff. you put that money off the top. That's yep, good. Yep. Okay. So I like the idea that you're going to Actually, I mean, just knowing that I like the idea that you're going to use the Roth um, going forward for your retirement.
1: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500
0: What about in the brokerage account? How much money have you accumulated in that?
2: So in my in my own brokerage account, I just opened it again after starting mm. to listen to your podcast. I just opened one and I'm putting like a thousand bucks a month into it. So right mm. now it's um it's a little over 12.
0: That's great.
2: Yep. And then my husband has a brokerage account as well, um, which has about 100 in it
0: you come in with 100 grand in debt, he comes with 100 grand in assets. I, I mean, it's a nice balance sheet yeah, kind of very equation. Yeah, su- very so that's symmetrical. <laughs> I know this is a weird question to ask, but I mean, if you're a clergy person, your job's secure, right? I mean, in other words, is it likely that he stays in this position for the foreseeable future?
2: Yeah. I mean, he's essentially has tenure, the way that it, it's sort of structured. Mm-hmm. So he can leave, You know, he can get a different job, but it's very, very unlikely that- That happens for any reason other than like our own choice.
0: Your choice. Okay. So no house to be bought. That sounds like a good idea. I don't know if it makes sense to buy a second home for you guys. I'll tell you why. I mean, where are you going? You have opposite schedules right? Are you going to be able to work from home more when things open up in your job? Is there going to be any flexibility for you? There might be a little bit, but I don't really expect to have a really different kind of, kind of life. Yeah. In other words, you're a Monday through Friday kind of worker, yes? Yes. And he is a seven-day-a-week worker with Sunday being his biggest day, correct? Bingo. I know. It's like very hard with a clergy. Yeah, never know when a funeral is going to pop up. You never know when you're going to be needed for something else. You go visit people. I find that clergy folks, they work their butts off. Um, so glad you got your free housing. So I don't see why buying – I don't think a second home makes a ton of sense for you. I just don't. I mean, look, if you want to go away on vacation, go away and spend some money. That seems fine to me. Are there any children in this mix going to be children? What's the decision on that? There are no
2: children now. There That may be something that we do soon. We're kind of in the final stages of making some choices about that.
0: So if you think children are going to be in the mix, then I definitely don't think you should be buying a second home or a rental property or anything like that. I understand because your cohort is like smack dab in the middle of this this endeavor called buying a home, but just be grateful that you don't have to. That's what I would say about that. I like the idea of of your brokerage accounts. I think that it would be good if in his retirement, is he not putting money away for some reason in terms of his own uh, contribution to the 403B?
2: Yeah, I think he's been a little bit less kind of focused on it. I mean, he does have that 403B. He has a Roth IRA as well um, Mm -hmm. that has about 150 in it. And he he does contribute to that. Um, Mm. I've encouraged him to put, you know, to start putting a little bit more in that 403B too, just because there's cash around and we don't, we're not spending it. So.
0: Right. Exactly. If you have the extra cash flow, I like the idea of you creating a brokerage account. I like what you're doing. Where did you open it? At what firm? Uh, Fidelity. Perfect. And you're investing in low cost index funds, I hope? Yeah, it's pretty much ETFs. All right. Easy peasy. I think you're right. You know, I wouldn't kill it to put tons of money in his 403b. I like the idea that you have liquidity, especially until you figure out the child situation or, you know, the decision is made. And I think keeping your options open and taking yourselves off the hook for having to feel like the compulsion to buy something. So that is where I am. Anything else in terms of your own financial lives? you got your estate planning done. Have you done that kind of stuff? Do you have insurance? What's going on?
2: We still have to do the estate planning thing. We have a little bit of insurance I get through my job. I think I might be a little underinsured, although there's a way in which we don't exactly depend on each other's income. But, right, Except
0: that if he, I mean, I hate to say this, but if he drops dead, you're the beneficiary of his pension. Yeah. It may be just worth it to have a nice, cheap, term life insurance policy for, say, 10 years or so until he gets his total years in that he needs for his pension. You don't need more than 10 years unless you're going to have a kid. Can I nudge you a little bit? Like, can you do the estate planning?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I think some of that's been like kind of tied into the making the kid decision.
0: I think you should do whatever you want to do, but I would not put off estate planning for this. Even if you just had a simple will, durable power of attorney, healthcare proxy, get it done, like you have your baseline done. And then when you have your kids or when you're thinking about having kids, you can have a attorney check it out and update it. How's that?
2: That's great. I do have one other quick question. Um,
0: All right. Doesn't have to be quick. I'm
2: here. Which is about um, inherited IRAs. We, at some point between now and when we retire, we are likely to inherit a significant IRA. Define. Something like a million and a half maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I'm trying to, you know, I know from the SECURE Act that as non-spouse beneficiary, we'd have to draw it down in 10 years. Yes. Which
0: 10 years after death, yes.
2: Yeah, which obviously, you know, for an IRA that size is like, okay, well, now we're at a totally different tax Mm bracket. And I hope that that doesn't happen for a long time, but it is certainly likely to before we retire. So I'm just trying to understand, is there any considerations, you know, we need to think about in advance of that, planning for that or what have you?
0: Well, you know what? You're making the the biggest adjustment that should be made. You're making already, which is all of your assets should be Roth assets when it comes to retirement, when possible. Okay. And the reason is that, you know, this is going to be taxable income to you. And whenever this person dies, there is going to be this big chunk of money that's going to get spread out over 10 years. It's going to add to your tax liability. So, you know, again, if it happened in this year, you'd pop up into the 32% tax bracket. And that would be a lot and it may maybe even more depending on, you know, what the markets do between now and the date of death. So it's all about, for you guys, streamlining the retirement assets and getting those assets in Roth as much as possible, which you're doing, which is great. Mark, is there any way to do an in-service 401k conversion to a Roth 401k that you know of? I think that we should check this out. Mark says some plans will allow you to convert your 401k into a Roth 401k and you you would have to pay the taxes. So since you have such a good relationship with your employer after getting the Roth 401k option introduced, ask the question, is there any way for us to convert our existing 401k into the Roth? And then what we would do is we would burn up some of that brokerage account money that you're socking away and also maybe we would Take a little of that brokerage account money from your husband and pay the tax that's due right now because, look, you guys are going to have a big tax liability for the rest of your lives, essentially, because once you're going to have the the inherited IRA and then you're going to have a pension and you're going to have Social Security. And so as much as possible to limit the amount of pre-tax money that you must take out, then I think that makes a ton of sense. OK. Okay. Mm-hmm. All, right. You're All right. good. Yes. Estate planning. Pinky swear right now. Absolutely. If you are celebrating the fact that you have paid off some debt, don't go crazy yet. Don't be booking a trip. Give us a holler. We'll help you figure out what to do with that extra cash flow. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. That is our email address. If you're on our website, JillOnMoney.com, a couple things to remind you. We have a contact button, so you can always send us a note from there. If you're on the Jill on Money website, we actually have a link right to Apple if you want to follow us there at Apple or you know what? Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We don't care. We drop this show twice a week, every Tuesday and every Thursday. And so we don't want you to miss an episode. So please check that out. Try to do something nice for somebody else today. And remember our mantra for 2021, curiosity, compassion, compassion, community. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.